Welcome to Conversate, a podcast where we engage in conversation. And today, I, Kevin Bender, uh, sit down with a special guest, Marcus Huff, as we talk about stories. Uh, we'll talk about stories from our own lives, our own experiences, uh, stories of friends and family, uh, as well as considering um, some of the stories that we're interested in uh, that have entertained us in our lives, uh, all the while realizing and recognizing that we're part of a a greater story. Our stories are not just the uh, epitome of our lives, but but we're part of a greater story that has gone back thousands of generations, uh, back to the beginning, to when God created this world. Uh, So we hope you discover more about your own story as you reflect on this episode and realize the great story that you are living in. Hope you enjoy it. Hey, Pastor Kevin. Hey, Marcus. How's it going? It's going good, man. Good. It's like a real nice, crisp kind of vibe outside. I busted out my fall wardrobe. I'm confused. I got shorts and flip-flops and a fleece on, so. Yeah, how does your this body is, feel regulated? This is Michigan attire. I'm ready to like beach it or snow. <laughs> my son's looking for snow every morning when he wakes up. Really? I'm like, don't push it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not ready for this year, man. I got it headed easy last year. You, yeah? I won't disagree. You did. Yeah, it really is. I know it. I'm just throwing that out now. I razzed a lot of people because everyone was like, hey, you know, get ready. It's coming. And then I got to be like, where is it? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I think I was just, for those who are joining us on the video version, I have a new haircut. Mm. only like two hours old. And the lady cutting my hair today was saying she was really nervous Mm. about winter because the summer was so good. Yeah. Like we're almost due one. For a half winter last year mm-hmm. but eh, whatever that's fun yeah. it's good culture up here yeah it, it toughens you up that's right i uh this so this past weekend was rally day mm-hmm. right at saints peter and paul here so we had kind of a picnic party kickoff to, to everything going on this fall um i sat at a circle the old circular table uh eating my hot dog uh with a, a guy named mike who's turning 91 in a couple really? Of months. Huh. Man, the dude's still up and going. That's awesome. He said he, he was having trouble finishing his hot dog. He said that was the hardest part of, get, oh. of getting old. He's like, man, I just can't eat as much anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, man, you're doing good, man. Man. That's your biggest problem. You're that's doing a, great. That's pretty good. 91. But yeah. there's a lot of hardy folk up here. There are. Yeah. So I'm told. <laughs> yeah. There are. I don't see them when I look in the mirror every morning, but. One day. One day. <laughs> One day. We'll be sitting across the table from each other, struggling to finish our hot dogs. And That's right. <laughs> yelling at each other to hear each other. <laughs> well, uh, on that rally day note, as part of our kickoff, as I'm reminded by your mug there, Marcus, great yeah. mug. Tell more stories. I picked up at a conference in Vancouver a while ago. But yeah, art of storytelling, okay. story narrative. Yeah. Um, I was working in an app regional context. My, my call prior to being he, here at St. Peter and Paul, um, I was running a mission organization in Western remote Canada and native culture is embraced in oral tradition and telling of stories and generational mm. wealth of information. Um, and actually new people that were the last, the last living person to speak a specific dialect so they're recording they had storyteller recorders that would come in and try to record um t- 
tales and songs and wisdom from these different elders before they passed away and that dialect was gone and they like preserved it. So wow, pretty neat to meet some of these awesome um, men and women and see what they had. But yeah, literally seeing story narratives and languages disappearing before your eye. So it slowed you down a bit to sit and listen and embrace what was being taught. So. Mm. Mm. Yeah, and that's kind of like the, the way that right, all cultures and tribes right, operated for maybe millennia. Yeah. Right? This art of storytelling, passing down wisdom, knowledge, um, you know, even like morality. I think of when I was a kid reading Aesop's fables. Okay. You know, kind of yeah. enjoyed those, these little stories, you know, yeah. with the animals in them and the fox is always that clever dude, you gotta watch out for it. <laughs> but they, they communicated, you know, some sort of point, yeah. some sort of learning. Yeah, a lot of those, you mentioned you're a big fan of Disney, mm. a lot of Disney stories and Native culture had tons of stories too of different characters in the woods and a lot of that was just moral teaching of don't do this or mm. scaring people to stay out of the woods so they wouldn't get lost, <laughs> get hurt or there was sure. no person out there looking to abduct you necessarily. It was just stay close to home. Don't mm. get lost in the woods, please. Mm. But anyways, yeah. Yeah, Fun yeah. Well, right, and so this is all part of um, you know uh, our move into the launch of the story, this 31-week journey we're doing here uh, at St. Peter Paul, along with St. Paul and Antonagin, and uh, everybody joining us uh, from wherever you are. Uh, but we're, we're walking through the story, which is this 31 weeks of the Bible from the beginning to the end. Uh, I think the church went through it about five years ago. Yeah. <clears throat> right about when you were popping in here, right? Yeah, we were just finishing up when I popped in, so yeah. Okay. Right around now. I don't know, this month, next month? I think it's five years. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, and uh, uh, yeah, as a part of that for this, the sermon uh, this past Sunday for Rally Day, yeah, we just talked a lot about stories. You know, what is it about stories that um, it does seem, you know, you talk about working with the Aboriginals and yep. being a very much a part of their culture. Um, maybe there's something, I don't know, do you feel like there's something lost in our culture with stories? Or do you feel like storytelling is just this kind of, avid as ever in our in our culture do you notice a difference between american culture and the cultures you worked with in terms of storytelling i think taking it just as face value i think you could easily say yes it's way different there's a different richness but i think we tell stories very differently i think our attention span to how we tell stories our, our stories are so much quicker mm. or less imaginative or they may not be just two dudes on a couch sharing about how your day is going or about a vacation or a memory in the past or a college experience but it may be you know a video in some ways people's social media instagram feeds can be a, a story of a certain mm. journey they've gone through mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it looks different that way i think i give our credit our culture a little more credit but right at face value would say i think we're lacking some of that disability to sit yeah. but even with my work there over 10 years the respect for elders and listening to these oral stories and seeing stuff passed down um, was being very distracted by modern marvels or you know video game narratives that happen in long game plays and stuff like that mm -hmm. and um, and youth were being pulled into that more so than hearing some of the, the history of their own people and what was happening there so you could see the, ah, the sure. cultural tension that they were all facing as well as 
-hmm. they're trying to embrace it but breathe into it and then a lot of artists were trying to retell stories and narrative and history in these new forms and new art and stuff like that as well sure in modes that are maybe more attention grabbing for people today yeah that's an interesting like way you talk about it because I think you're right that we have we have some like attention deficits and difficulties mm-hmm. in our day and age. We have so many things flying at us, so many voices flying at us. Yep. It's not like the olden days where, you know, you didn't have a gazillion right. <laughs> voices talking at you. And so, uh, but but so then in in your culture or in the the group you're working with, there was almost this uh, war being waged of of different stories. Right. It's almost like what what story are you giving some priority to in your life? Whether for the kids it was you know these more flashy mm-hmm. narratives that had no bearing on really who they were as people, right? Yeah. Just the video game they're playing right. versus the story of their own history. I mean that as I hear you talk about it, I mean to me that sounds like, whoa, that's a that's kind of a deeper story. That's a story on another level. Yeah. Uh, I mean that many times we face different situations in some of these villages with maybe a, a, a death or asking about imagery or a, a mask or some piece of regalia in the home and the 40 or 50 year old son or daughter may not know what their mom or dad was there and they'd ask and we'd all learn together in that moment and hear the story mm. about something that had become static on the wall that they lost track of mm-hmm. someone new came in that space drew it out and then all of a sudden we all learn this collective thing around this or symbolism of a animal in their culture meant this and for me, a hummingbird, I learned that was a symbol of new life and new beginnings. And I learned about that after a teenage suicide death had happened in a, a village. And um, I don't know, there's neat ways to learn and connect through it very differently and stuff that we don't talk about in our culture. I didn't grow up around that. I mean, it's mm-hmm. neat up here too with the Finnish culture. I see you know, from, from really good friends that are very entrenched in that and they embrace that culture and the heritage of who they're with. Yeah. Um, I'm a glorified mud, I think, from background and stuff like that. So I don't know what to connect with in different ways, too. So uh-huh. um, I'm a, a troll that's hiding in the UP, so I don't know what's going on. But anyways, <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just different. And trying to embrace some of those stories and those narratives and yeah. having that context, seeing those experiences definitely slowed me down in my conversation with different people or who, who were the sages in my own life or our own kind of family to sit and listen to stories and record some of this stuff and mm-hmm. we recorded some stuff from my my grandma before she passed a year ago and it was it was kind of neat to after she had passed to have a recording and listen to her tell a story whatever it was about in her own voice and stuff like that too so it's neat to capture it so if you haven't done that with loved ones have them capture capture a story audibly or video recording or just a voice recording it's it's pretty cool to hear that story not only be told on paper, but by your loved one, too. So it's kind of neat. That so, is. Yeah. That is. Yeah, I feel like, uh, uh, too, a lot of times in our lives, I mean, so we all have a story, right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, we're all living our lives. We have kind of maybe plot points, you know, uh, in our lives that are these significant moments where maybe we grew a lot or changed a lot or just we saw the world differently yeah. or maybe accomplished something, you know. Yeah. But we've got kind of these stages. And I, I even wonder how well we know our own stories. Yeah. You know, I think for a long time for myself, kind of again with these competing narratives and these, all these other voices and, and things drawing me, you know, to, to listen to, to them, I don't think I took time to really like understand my own 
story mm-hmm. and kind of see like the coherence in my story too. Okay. You know, it just yeah. felt very like, I don't know, I'm just here now. <laughs> I'm trying to figure right. out life and you feel kind yeah. of chaotic. Um, but I do feel like our, our lives, well, they do have a story to them. Definitely. And it's helpful uh, sometimes when we have people maybe in our family or people close to us uh, who also speak into mm-hmm. our lives, right? Talk about the growth they've seen or almost hearing our stories told to us from the outside. Yeah. And I don't know if that, that story that your grandmother was telling, like, maybe it wasn't particularly about you, but was it, like, about your family? I mean, did it give some sort of frame? I think it was to... a personal personal story of hers, but, like, looking back on it mm-hmm. and, and I don't know if, which one it was. We, ca- we caught a, ca- captured a few of them, but one was when the first time she learned to drive mm-hmm. and the story of that and the wackiness of it and how she told it. it was just really really neat but yeah I to your point too like other people breathing into our lives have seen this over years I mean a lot of us live in one spot for a while you go off to college maybe you live in a different spot or go to trades and go over here or have an experience I mean my story exists here but it before here existed downstate and then in Minneapolis and then back downstate and then at a camp for three months here and like my story with different people looks very different and the character in that story looks very different mm. too which is always kind of surprising but um, it is neat to be able to pull those pieces together and see that or to take the space to reflect on our own story how God is providing in those long stages of life but I don't know about you we both have kids similar age but do you get comments from older people that have kids that are older than us talking about, man, it goes fast? Oh, yeah. I get uh-huh. that a lot. I'm like, yep. I think my child ages the same as your child ages. I don't know how this goes fast or not, but <laughs> I'm starting to see the wisdom of that. I think it's a reflection sure. back to the stories and narrative of when they start, first started to crawl mm. and all of a sudden that. And now with a three and a half year old that climbs encounters and can dig through our freezer and go and... I do miss those days where they kind of had their little playpen and didn't have to worry about them eating our chocolate and stuff like that, you know, but yeah. Yeah, well, and, and sometimes it like hits me this moment where I imagine Lily, so Lily's our almost three-year-old daughter, but imagine her, you know, like where I am in life yep. and even having her own kids. And it's like, I can't, I can't even really fathom that thought. Like yeah. it kind of blows my mind when I think about it because it's just like, she's so little now, you know, yeah. like she's not even close to that uh, in her own life, but... Um, this yeah these stories like we have our stories and then we get to participate in our kids stories yep. I mean our roles in their stories are much different right? yeah the, the, I guess the part that we play mm-hmm. and uh, but but very neat to be able to kind of raise them up guide them train yeah. them speak into their life uh, and I think that's some of the when I think of formative moments in my life it has been when yeah maybe my mother and my father kind of spoke into um, my life, they say, hey, I, I remember, like, do you remember when you were this, you know, this right. this many years old? And I'm like, oh, yeah, well, not really. I don't think about it that often. Like, I remember. <laughs> remember when this happened? They're like, uh-huh. And, uh, you know, they have such a different view uh, of of us. Yeah. Um, and can, uh, yeah, can kind of guide us a bit. Totally. I think, too, I don't know about you, but with little kids or busy schedules or just acting this life, I get less consumed but I'm living a story mm. versus I need to just get through this day and survive this day and you, for, you lose track yeah. of this overarching 
journey that we're going on or going, this is great, but I can't really enjoy it. Clay, I have to do this, this, and this, back and forth, and mm-hmm. away, away it goes. And my wife and I have talked a few times about, oh, I wonder if our three and a half year old son will remember this experience. We took a picture of him catching his first fish this summer. Will he remember this experience? And I think the segue towards Bible, I wonder if God has those same moments for us that we're so caught up in the business. He's sitting there looking at us going, I hope he remembers this moment in this story. Mm. I remember, hope he remembers maybe not that first fish, but the first time he received grace from me, the first time he experienced love at this new depth, the first time he got hurt or she got hurt and they came to me in prayer and I responded in love to them. I mean, those big moments that, will he remember his first fish? Maybe not, but it starts a journey that makes him want to fish more down the road and continue on in that. I don't know. Yeah, no, that's a, I love it, man. That's a beautiful thought. And that, that starts to bring into some of this language that we're going to encounter in the story, Yeah, which is the, that there's kind of two, I don't know, two parallel running narratives in the Bible. You have the lower story yep. and the upper story. Yep. And uh, the lower story is kind of the place where all of our stories are taking place. Right. You know, whether it's you, me, our kids, our parents, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. Yep. You know, characters in the Bible, us, like all through history, all of us, we have lives down here, our stories, mm-hmm. our, our fish catching experiences. <laughs> but then at the same time, there's this other narrative going on, which is uh, kind of God's plan of salvation. Mm-hmm. And in this resource, in the story, they call that the upper story. And uh, I guess it's just a perspective change, right? Okay. I mean, it's happening kind of intermittently through these lower stories. Yep. God is showing up. You know, I mean, with um, uh, Abra, Abram, right? He yep. gets married to, or his wife is Sarah. Sarai. Yeah, yeah Sarai. She's super old, can't have kids. Yep. And God's like, I'm going to make a nation out of you. Yeah. And he's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and Sarah laughs, you know, when she hears it. So, like, they kind of have this story going on down here that's like, there's no way, you know, we're barren. This isn't going to happen. Yep. And then they just kind of do life. I mean, it's, I think it's like a full year, yeah. maybe longer. He might be like 40 years old when he gets his promise. I can't remember. We'll have to pay attention in week two. Yeah. <laughs> we'll need a refresher. Yeah. But, but then the upper story is God, he's not only working this birth for Abraham and Sarah, uh, that you know that he's promised for them, which is kind of like this God moment for them. You know, this mm-hmm. is like you're saying. You know, do they remember this first time God looking down on us? Do they remember the first time they received grace? Yeah. You know, uh, this time when yeah they really had really fallen low, but I picked them up. Yeah. You know, here's a moment where God comes down to to these people, and it's it's kind of that moment. Hey, remember this. Yeah. You know? uh, don't forget this. Don't forget how I came through on this promise for you that seemed impossible. And so that's one blip in this upper story that's ultimately going to lead to Jesus. Yep. Uh, It's consistent. Unlike the lower story, which kind of has this roller coaster ride, it's ups and downs, ups Mm -hmm. and downs. I was thinking about this morning, knowing we had this podcast, and I need to clean up my my diet. I need less sugar and move more, all these typical things. And I was like, you know what? My diet plans, schedule, habits are a lot like the Israelites roller coaster ride, not for a bad church analogy, but it actually fits really well. Like I'll do really well for a while. I think I'm doing great. Oh yeah. And then I'm like, ah, 
I can have like three months of cheat days and then all of a sudden back downhill and then get, have to redeem and you hit bottom and get picked back up and you start working on it again. Mm-hmm. It's like keep giving up. It doesn't really work, but anyways, I'm a roller coaster <laughs> dieter, but anyways. Yeah. No, yeah, but it, I mean, I think part of what you're hitting at too is like there's this, um, I mean, we have a myriad of experiences in our lower stories. And my story might look really, really different from yours. Yeah. You know, uh, from the next guy. And you see that in the Bible too. Sometimes that's why the Bible's so hard to read because you're kind of like, mm. okay, well now here's this guy who's like, you know, a horrible king. What's what's his deal? Right. And then you go to the next guy and he's like, well, this guy's a really good king. Okay, yeah. cool. Uh, and then the next guy's like, you know, I don't know, a prophet who's speaking yeah. lies. And you're like, well, I don't know what this is about. <laughs> or now there's, you know, a prostitute that's housing some people in a secret spy event. And you're like, there's a lot of weird stories in here, you know? I know. And if you don't see it within the two contexts, the lower and upper, the mess of what's going on here and what God's doing up there and his consistency, that he's in all and above all at the same time, right. that he's using these love vessels of us humans, but broken and fragile, there's no way to explain it except that God's greatness moved in these situations, like taking really old people and allowing them to have babies or people that weren't good enough or you know mm-hmm. Moses didn't speak well and so he provides somebody else you know and just yeah. all these leadership things that we come up with excuses for and God says ah they will know that I am involved in this there's no way to, to explain it other mm. other than this again mm. and again but I think you hear all the stories and all the ups and downs the weirdness of it the inconsistencies now he's using this now it's here kind of fragmented all over but when you look at it from the upper perspective, going, God's constant. Mm. His favor hasn't changed. The plan's still the same. Yep. He's still walking with his children. Even if they go the right way, go the wrong way, do the wrong thing, ignore them, do whatever, he's still father. He's still mm. his relationship. He's still maintaining mm. it and moving forward in that consistently. And how beautiful is that? But we lose track of that because we go right to the events or the details. Or like, oh my gosh, Daniel's mm-hmm. in a lion's den. What is going on now? <laughs> sure. He's saved. Woohoo! Yeah. Well, in, in, in that this story, this upper story of God's plan that can't be stopped, this continues. I mean, not just to Jesus, but beyond Jesus. I mean, to us today, mm-hmm. it's the same story. God coming down, uh, uh, trying to meet us in our lives. Yeah. You know, no matter what we have done, how we have failed, picking us up. Yeah. Um, and, and this is where, you know, uh, we, we see it, the Bible as this kind of love story, I think. Yeah. You know, I mean, you can, and you can see it a few different ways. It could be a love story. It could be a, a story of friendship. It could be a story of fatherhood, yeah. you know, or motherhood. Um, uh, but, but yes, God plays like kind of all those roles in our lives, always seeking to draw us, uh, to allow us, you know, to come to him, to, to get us to see ourselves in his story. Yep. I think sometimes we get so wrapped up in all, in the details of our own stories. Right. You know, we, we lose that perspective of, oh, wait, God's here. Yeah. He's in this too. Yeah. Like, I'm not on my own. Right. I think that too, like, flowing from that, of the importance of getting out of our own, own story, being part of other people's stories, mm-hmm. is why there's such a service aspect to our faith or the hands, Pete, of living this out and serving in church. Um isn't from like a cheap labor perspective or just because we want someone else to do someone else's job. Uh But there is an art to serving and engaging in someone's narrative Mm. and their story and being part of that and carrying that on and being able to say, hey, I knew you 
when you're this age. I heard stories this weekend from the five confirmands um, that confirmed their faith going, I remember them when they were going through this. Mm -hmm. I remember this kid when he brought the box for the first time and he put a whoopee cushion in it. And today he's up there confirming his faith. You know, so it's neat to see that and have those people around to be able to speak into that and serving alongside and engaging in, in life as well, too. So Totally. Yeah. And that's kind of the, the other cool piece. I think God, um, in this story that he's writing, you know, in our lives, but also in his this large upper story that he's going to bring to completion, he doesn't say, look, this is my story and I have a vision for it, and you're like, I don't, you're not right. in it, you right. know? Yeah. He actually casts us as characters in his story. Mm-hmm. Um, that's pretty incredible, because he's got a, kind of a big plan, right? I mean, his plan is to bless all nations, yeah. you know, bless all people of the earth yeah. uh, through Jesus, yeah. you know? And, uh, and he says, yeah, Kevin, I want you to come be a part of this, yeah. you know, Marcus. You listener, I don't know what your name is, Bob. <laughs> he says, Bob, I want you to be a part of this story as well. Like, come, be, be this vessel of my love yep. so that people can know me. Uh, you know, God really manifests himself in us. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what Jesus, right? Jesus, when he's uh, teaching, you know, he says something like, I am the light of the world, mm-hmm. right? Come to me, I'm the light. Yeah. We get that. But then Jesus turns around and says, you are the light of the world. Right. Right? You get both those phrases in yeah. the Gospels, and Jesus is saying, look, you are going to be my agents, my vessels, uh, that the world is going to know me through you. Um, so kind of amazing that, that he casts us as well in his, in his story. So it is, yeah. It's just, it's so humbling, and we, we see a version of ourselves. You mentioned looking in the mirror every morning, <laughs> and we see a certain version, vision of ourselves in the mirror in the morning, and so is God, you know, in that, that story. You know, we live a, uh, a story based on, when we look in the mirror, do we see the cracks and the junk and the brokenness or whatever zit may be on your face at that time? And is that all you see or are you something more than that? Mm-hmm. And um, I was looking at some art for our college house to put up. It was a, a picture of a vehicle with a cracked windshield. And basically the prayer underneath it was saying something along the lines of, may you be more than your, your brokenness. May mm. you be see the full potential of who you really are. And the only thing you really see in that picture of this SUV is the broken windshield. It's a fully capable vehicle that does everything else well, but you look like it thinks it's uh, junk because the windshield's broken. Yeah. And so often we, we can fall into or be tricked or drawn into leaving living a story of ourselves, not of one that's redeemed from Scripture, mm. but one of seeing our broken windshield and thinking that this is, is a broken vehicle mm. because of this one little piece or this little thing. And if you feel like you're a car with a broken windshield or you're a broken vessel, watch out. That's all the stories of all the main characters in the Bible are <laughs> all right. those people that are broken <laughs> vessels and they know it. And mm. God does amazing things with them. He never uses... Not that I recall anyone that has everything going just perfect. That's right. He takes the ones that have the brokenness, have the humility, and, and walks with them in ways more abundantly than those that have it all together or perceive or lack showing their, their cracks and their flaws. But For sure. For sure. So. Well, I got one more question for you, Marcus. Bring it. Since I'm a big Disney movie Ooh. bug guy. Okay. Uh, 
This could be a short Disney answer. Movie? Disney, Disney movie. <laughs> um, you know what? It's been a long time since I've done Disney movies. I watched one this morning. Did you really? Yeah. <laughs> Before I came into work, I had time to watch an entire Disney movie with my child because they were up at, you know. Um, I've been working through the Star Wars. Doesn't Disney own Star Wars now, though? Oh, Technically, there you go. so that was Disney All Plus. Right. That's as close as I'm getting. Yeah. The modern Disney. You're thinking animation wise. No, um, it's been a long, long time. But I'm going through this. I've actually started the Star Wars trilogy or whatever, not a trilogy, it's more than three. But from all the like the early ones from number one all the way all the way through. Nice. And I'm almost done, but it's so cool to watch those that whole story narrative yeah. and walk along the whole the whole path of that. Yeah. But and it, I was a big Aladdin guy oh. way back when. But it's been a long time. Because then like Pixar and Toy Story got really good for a while. Yeah, they did. Toy Story, see, that's the one I watched this morning. Did? Yeah. That's good. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, what's yours? What's your favorite? Oh, gosh. Disney movie? Yeah. It's so hard to pick a favorite, man. They're all so good. They're not your children. So Aladdin, you can pick though. one. When I was a kid, yeah. when I was a kid, Aladdin was, that's like my go to. I do yeah? love Aladdin. It was and good. But he's a, you know, here's a, a, a dude who's Home, low, homeless, broken, yeah. homeless, yeah. you know. There's a song that never made it into the original movie called Proud of Your Boy. You're geeking out on me now. Dude, I am. This, so Alan Menken, <laughs> Alan Menken did the music for Aladdin. Uh, amazing so good. Uh, composer. Yeah. And uh, he wrote the song Proud of Your Boy. And in it, Aladdin uh, would, would sing about his parents who were, who were basically like, he was a letdown to them. Okay. He, like they weren't proud of him. He's kind yeah. of a screw up or whatever. But it's a story of redemption. That's awesome. You know? I mean, Aladdin is, right? He becomes, at the very end, he marries a princess. He's going to become Sultan, right? Yeah. I don't know how it works in their culture. Yeah. If he would be the next Sultan. But that's a rags to riches story. It is. Which is also our story in Christ. Yeah. <laughs> Big quantum leap here. But, you know, like we bring, you know, to our salvation, we're rags, man. We bring nothing to the table. Jesus comes in. It's kind of like, I don't want to compare him to a genie. genie Jesus does not grant our wishes like a genie. No. But, but he does. It was close. It was going he, good. He walks with us like yeah. the genie. You know, they're definitely. friends. Yeah. He definitely invites us to live a great story. Yes. Not on our own in, in the abyss of him. Mm. I mean, there's a lot of biblical stories of people trying to live their own great stories yeah. and falling apart. A lot of them became kings and pharaohs and queens and lived their own story for their own narrative. But we're That's invited right. to live a great story in, yeah. in Christ in that where he leads as guide and main character and supporting actor and the narrative and pushes it through but invited to live a great story and I lose track of that often yeah I just try to get through the story like it's like a <laughs> homework book like I have to get through this book for like English class sure. and versus <laughs> versus like you just like just geeking out on you love Aladdin you know all these details and stuff mm-hmm. like that and embracing the whole story of what's going on and going oh you thought that was cool Let's go deeper, and the richness <laughs> that's even there is extra level, and this is amazing. And that's 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 our faith life. That's Bible study. That's life communities. That's going deeper and richer in these little nuances. That's sitting with someone of a different faith walk and life experience or life with Christ, and learning from them the beauty of their faith and their own journeys in different ways, and the richnesses that they see, and doing it together. So pretty awesome yeah well 
I'll keep watching my Disney movies. You keep telling me what's going on, which ones I should watch. You keep watching so. Star Wars. And yep. we'll, we'll all keep uh, living in this great epic cosmic battle of good and evil <laughs> uh, where God is supporting us and walking with us. Uh, if you're traveling with us uh, in this story journey, uh, just a reminder to read chapter one uh, of the story for this coming Sunday. I'm excited to hear uh, us dive in. It looks great. Cool. All Thanks, right. Man. Hey, thank you, buddy. Have a good week. You too.